Oh, what's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is Zach, and, and this is Eric, and and and, 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 and this is Eric. all right. Okay. <laughs> I think we got it on that one. Eric, what have you been up to? What have you been watching? What have you been doing? Um, well, I've uh, been shooting some B-roll for my next YouTube video where I'm covering a uh, product that uh, um, Pat Flynn and Caleb. I can't pronounce his last name without butchering it so i won't attempt it but okay. uh switch pod oh yeah um which we connected with them at the nab show mm -hmm. and uh i actually have a couple of switch pods that uh, i picked up at vid summit and so i'm going to be giving one away cool during the uh you know for the video as, as well as kind of doing running it through some paces and actually doing some hands-on what is the switch pod for someone that can't see something and only hear it um well basically it's it's a tripod that's designed specifically for vlogging so it's uh it's very slim um it's very lightweight it's made out of uh some alloy and it collapses down and it's ergonomically friendly and it flips out so you can set the camera on the table very easily and then depending what type of head you put on it you know it can make it more functional okay yeah but fits in your backpack really nicely doesn't take up a lot of space and just works really well for what it was designed a little so. selfie style mix in with tripod like quick mount that's mm -hmm. cool yeah well that's cool so uh where where can people find that video and when do you think you'll have it up um i'll probably have it done sometime later this week okay cool so uh, it'll be on the my youtube channel yeah which, so eric thurston yeah youtube not the easy podcast show YouTube. that's correct yeah that's reserved for the special from the bin Gosh, series right yeah now. <laughs> um from the bin if you don't know uh we dug our meaty meat paws <laughs> <laughs> into a terrible cheap Less than $4 bin at Walmart, uh, oops, sorry, grocery store, and um, <laughs> pulled out uh, Squirbing King 5. Right. And uh, made a little video slash uh, audio episode about it. The video version's uh, quite a bit funnier. So go check that out on the Easy Podcast YouTube uh, at, uh, what's it, the Easy Podcast Show? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty good. We're going to do more of those. Um, hopefully, we'll have another one in a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's. I don't know if about that. It's I mean, I think fun. it's. I think. I think it's entertaining to yeah. see the end of the road of these movies that end Ugh. up in these big box stores and these big bins. There's for, some movies for, in there too that I'm pretty surprised are in there. Yeah, it's it's weird. But uh, it's it's kind of a weird spot that we're in right now because you know there's a whole slew as we saw last time of these direct to dvd movies yeah. that are in there however i think because of the way streaming is going and technology and as discs become less and less a thing yeah they're getting phased out technology wise like the cassette or the eight track um, we're seeing actually legitimate stuff showing up in there so who knows what we might pull out? A cassette for those that don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or a plastic an eight little track even worse. Yeah. Eight yeah. track that was that was those dead before 70s. I even Yeah, those yeah. Were, that was seventies. When I was I a still kid. had tapes when I was a kid and then we transitioned to CDs pretty quick though. Yeah. Um, but we still had like tape players because everything yeah. my parents owned was from tapes. Uh-huh. 
So, uh, yeah. Well, speaking of old things, uh, what did you watch on Netflix? Because it was an old thing. Yeah. Well, you know, we're... <laughs> Let's see, I watched Takers with my daughter. Not to be confused with Taken. Nope. Um, which is basically this this group of high-end bank robbers. Uh, I was going to say, it sounds like a heist movie. It's a total heist movie um, with Idris Elba and Paul Walker, Chris Bountiai, and Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Oh. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it was it was fun. It's fun to watch movies with my daughter just sure. cuz it's you know we connect and laugh and enjoy that time. Um but uh yeah, lacking on story yep. and uh shocker. IMDb gave it a 6.5 out of 10, which I think was way too generous, but the action was fun and How, uh, how does the IMDb ranking work? Uh you know what? Is I that don't No. I don't know. I need to look into that because IMDb's ratings seem a lot higher than, well, no, I take that back because the other thing that I watched was Master Z. Oh, um, I, IP Man, right? It, it Man Legacy, right. yeah, because I'm a big Is fan it of It Man? It, so in It Man. But you say it, Ip Man. You I, don't say IP, IP Man? I, Man, no, no, no not, not you. I'm just in general. I don't know how you say it. Um, I call it Ip Man. Oh, I think, okay. Um, is that the cultural uh, I think correctly so. way to say it? Okay. I think so. Um, huh. All right. But anyway, uh, Danny Yin, and, and I got sucked into that because the Ip Man 4 trailer just dropped earlier in the week. And Donnie Yen and uh, Wilson Yip, who's the director, um, excited about that. It's just fun. It, yeah, it's like a flashback. It's like watching old kung fu movies when when I was a kid. I'd like stay up till like one or two in the morning and yeah. watch these, you know, with the uh, the dub voice dubs, oh, you know. Right, and right. so it's like, huh, so yeah, you want to fight? Fight me! You, you can't my see. Sister. You can't see what Eric's <laughs> doing right now, but you know what he's doing. You know. Yeah, I mean, I can make a little video of it. Yeah, really I mean, that was it. that was Godzilla for me. I yeah. grew up watching all of those same late idea. at night, same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's either Ip Man three or two, where he has this behind the scenes, behind closed doors battle with this other kung fu master, and uh, Master Z is the guy that he has the battle with. And so this is like he 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 gives it's like up a spinoff movie. Yeah, he oh, gives up, okay. but it's part of the Ip Man legacy. It. Uh, this was released last year. Same in, cinematic universe. Um, yeah. Okay. And so he... Everyone's doing it. He quits Kung Fu because he loses to Ip Man and he's not the grandmaster anymore, you wow. know, but he's still really like, yeah. It's, yeah, like it's, no one else is going to mess with him. Though. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, here, was the, here was an interesting uh, thing on that is Dave Batista was like the boss like the evil wow. drug lord guy, kind of like um, yeah, Mike that, Tyson was in Ip Man 3. So, Mike Tyson was in Ip yeah, Man yeah. So they get these big, massive, muscly dudes, and they have these really epic fights, and it's pretty cool. Is it dubbed or subtitled? Um, I did watch it with the um, closed captions on, um, so is, but largely because it's late at night, and I don't want to have right. the volume too high. Is Dave Bautista speaking... No, there's they're, they're the English? it's English. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. 
if I remember. I'm pretty sure it was in English. Um, but you were bringing up ratings, and yeah. Takers was sixty something or six point whatever. Yeah. yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes has Takers at twenty nine percent, and then IMDb had it at six point five out of ten. That doesn't compute. That's sixty five percent essentially. Right. And then Master, Master Z. Z had a Rotten Tomatoes of eighty nine percent. Yeah, much much better. It was it, and the storyline was better. I mean, it was you're you're watching it because of the kung fu choreography right. and all of that, and um, and the story. It did have a good story, despite that's not why you're watching it. IMDb had the same six point five rating. I'm like, is IMDb just throwing those things out? It's got to be user based. I mean, yeah, I don't, oh, I don't average know. of every user that's voting on it. Yeah, but it seems like they just put six point five on everything because another movie that my daughter and I watched was <laughs> okay. Time Trap, which was released in 2017. I've never heard of this. Don't waste your time. Oh, um, in this trap. Rotten to yeah, rotten to So basically, uh, this archaeological uh, professor goes looking for his missing parents. And oh my they find he finds some kind of you know during the summer break and then finds some um you know something in somebody's journal with of some course. with some kind of mysterious old Indian like prehistoric Indian describing <laughs> something or other and they find these caves out in the desert and he goes down in the cave and then like there's this time warp thing and they're and then basically the idea was they're looking for the fountain of youth and they find the fountain of youth but the issue is is that they get into this kind of dimension which is basically just in this cave and time goes by like years go by per, oh. per second which is which is kind of crazy. And so my daughter and I watch it and she immediately goes, oh, that's the sun solstice going around, around, around. Because yeah, right. you see the light and the sun periodically will cross the opening yep. above in the cave and it'll light up. And But you, you see these flat, you know, this flashing that's happening, right. which is day and night, day and night, day and night, you know. Um, interesting concept. Mm. Interstellar did it better. <laughs> oh, way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, well, yeah, did you watch a non-bad? Well, I guess you know, Master Master Z wasn't wasn't bad. But no, uh, Master Z was good. And then uh, you know I got sucked in, and then I ended up on YouTube after that looking for you know different kung fu kung clips fu, yeah. from the Ip Man series, right. and then on the actual real um, Yip Yip Man, which is it man's grandson um and was a part of or his his son i i don't remember exactly but he had a big part of bruce lee's training and that type of thing um and then that led me to shadow which was this actually really well done um film and i believe it was a chinese film and again it was kind of this kung fu Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style. Yeah. Yeah. But it was way more story driven. Okay. And it was shot really well. I, I liked the cinematography and um, you did have some epic fights and training scenes and that this type of stuff. Um, 
but the storyline had some good twists to it. It was cool. Yeah, there's been a lot of really solid and just kind of incredible um, cinematography coming out of Asian cinema yeah. lately. Korea, especially, like they've got a bunch of stuff. Um, there's actually a movie that I'm hoping to see before we record the next episode, and um, it's called Parasite, that a lot of people are raving about. Um, I believe is a Korean filmmaker. If he's not, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, don't don't at me. But um, yeah, it, it's just I'm hearing a lot about it, and I'm very excited to see it. And I don't really know anything about it, um, which I want to keep that way until I finally get to see it. So um, I'll hopefully, hopefully, I'll be able to see that before next week. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I've been really impressed with a lot of Asian cinema um, lately, especially when they've kind of, you know, um, I mean, of course the two examples that you gave were Kung Fu related and, and, you know, kind of, um, fantastical, but, um, they're doing a lot of really solid, like horror and drama and stuff too. Dude, and, the horror movies yeah. that come out of Japan specifically, yeah. I, I will not watch. I mean, you know how much of a baby I am when it <laughs> comes to that particular <laughs> yeah. genre. Uh, I will not, will not that they, they <laughs> just go on it they, they take it to a whole yeah. nother level yeah. and man no <laughs> i mean just the you po- heard it here first yeah and there's a new but there's a new one that's coming i've seen the poster in the movie theater where i, I, you know, I think it's a part of the ring series or um well they're redoing or, or, the ring um Oh, maybe that's With it. Where the guy, um, you see the poster where the fingers are coming out of the guy's head or yeah, whatever. I, they, be- yeah, I think no, that's it. No. But that's, um, <laughs> that, that's the guy from the Star Trek remake, the 2009 yeah. Star Trek. Mm-hmm. He plays Sulu in that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I've been really into um, some of that lately. I'm interested to find more. Um, I, I also want to check out The Farewell, which is a similar thing. Um, it's I don't know if it's totally an Asian um, you know, crew or whatever, but it's got Aquafina in it and a bunch of other people. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see that too. Hopefully, you know, we'll, we we do a thing at the end of the year where or the beginning of next year where we kind of have like our favorites of 2019 or like yeah. a big wrap up type of a thing. So um, I'm hoping to hit a, quite a few here at the end of the year uh-huh. um, to talk about. So that should be pretty exciting. But um, you've been watching anything else you want to talk about? I was going to ask you what you've been watching and then maybe tag some trailers and then jump into what are. Oh, man. Yeah, let's let's talk about trailers. You want to talk about trailers? Let's talk about trailers. Okay, because I'm juiced on trailers right now. This was a, this last two weeks have been nutty for trailers. Yes. So we yeah. had uh, Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy, yep. which I, I, I don't really care for. I saw it and I was like, I already I kinda know. I kind of glossed what, over it, to be I, honest. Yeah, I already yeah. know what's going to happen in this. It's just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan, Ryan Reynolds with a big budget. Um, and then another Ryan Reynolds movie that's going to Netflix from Michael Bay called Six Underground. They dropped a new trailer for uh, that. Yeah. It yep. is the most Michael Bayist thing I've ever seen. So I'm not <laughs> interested in that at all. Um, but the, the two, maybe th- I guess three biggest trailer drops, which one do you think is, is the biggest? Out of the three that came out in the last week. Well, okay, I mean, so I know I which one I think so, you're going to say. So I mentioned Ip Man 4 trailer because that was this week. Okay. Well, Excited that's not one that. of the three not that I was. one of the three. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Wonder Woman 84 right. trailer. And it totally bumps New Order. I mean, it was a flashback to the 80s for me. Blue Monday. Right at, yeah, yeah. Right out. Of, I'm like, yeah. I was like. 
Yeah, I was like, yes. And then if you've seen our story on IG or you've saw the Twitter post, I immediately caught the Cybertruck. It's not, though. It's a Cybertruck, bro. I'm going to post that. That's the thing with the Cybertruck, though. I'm going to post it to the IG so people can see it, but it is straight a Cybertruck. That's the thing with the Cybertruck, though, is it looks like the the that tank that like uh police brutality tank that's been out for 30 <laughs> wow. years well, well not pr- brutality you know what i mean like um I, that, that came out that was a freudian <laughs> yeah, slip that's got some um, issues with no no don't say that popo. don't say that um no 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 what i meant was like the the riot control the riot control tanks uh, yeah. that they use that have like the water cannons on the yeah. top it looks just like that, which is what the Cybertruck is. It's not a new design no, by any means. It's straight from it, 1984. It, yeah. I love that Hollywood feels like that the Cybertruck is 1980s tech. But it's not in. <laughs> it's not the Cybertruck. It's the Cybertruck. It's not the Cybertruck. Quit spreading it, that lie, bro. It just bro, looks. Elon Musk gave them the prototype so that they could film this. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. You know he didn't. Don't. Eat, this is not fact. Right. It's it not. It is. The Cybertruck's way better than that thing it, that's in the trailer. Yeah, I mean, while well, that thing in the trailer blows up, but then again, the Cybertruck takes a hit from a pebble, and it. <laughs> anyways, not to it throw. Might shade. be more related than you think. It's possible. Um, it's possible. Other than that, other than the Cybertruck and the '80s music, what did this trailer have going for it? Um. Okay. Well, the. Her love interest pops up. Yeah, I was shocked. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Ha- didn't he die? All right, are we gonna get into this? No, you don't want to get into this. I mean, I guess we can. We are. We We're are in a, it. A movie and nerd podcast. <laughs> We're All right. So let me let me do one thing. I real didn't quick. dive into it. I was just like, I did like. I think Gal Gadot is awesome as Wonder Woman, and I think Wonder Woman's the only outside the Nolan Batman's is the only DC. Um, a film that I've actually really enjoyed. That's fair. Um, and I so, mean, well, yeah, Joker. So I'm excited to see 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 her back and to see you know the trailer look good. But I was like, wait, wait, huh? <laughs> okay. So this is a theory. This isn't for sure. If you don't want any spoilers for Wonder Woman 1984, just stop listening or fast forward actually or if don't, you don't, don't like theories listening. or speculation because yeah because maybe it could be a thing yeah um so um pedro pascal the mm-hmm. mandalorian himself yeah he is in this as max lord who is the villain of the right. of the movie yep um in the trailer you see him holding a rock like at his desk and it looks kind of powerful like maybe it has some better um like somehow dc found their own infinity stone <sighs> <laughs> maybe maybe uh it it does have the power in the, the theory that is running around is um that he's going to be more of like a magical character as opposed to like just um, kind of like doctor strange magical I, or? well it, more like um you know monk was it called a monkey paw Oh yeah, uh-huh. um, like the devil mm-hmm. kind of you know, give you a wish, but then mm-hmm. it has a it has a side effect or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, I'm not I'm not really sure how, but 
um, Max Lord, Pedro Pascal's character, gets Wonder Woman to wish for Steve back. Oh. And then that's what happens is he comes back, but um, the theory is that he is seen as as Steve, as Chris Pine to um, Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. But he actually is just in like the body of somebody else. But she perceives him as Chris Pine. Um, and who I don't know what the side effect is of her wishing for that. Mm, mm-hmm. But then this brings us into the other villain, which is uh, Cheetah mm-hmm. in this. And that's she's played by, um, who, who's she played by? Um, the, she's usually a comedian, Kristen Wiig. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's going to be Cheetah in this. And I think that's going to also be her wishing that she was, oh, I just wish I was Wonder Woman or something like that, to pedro pascal and then the side effect of that is like she gets powers and everything but oh yeah she turns into a cheetah when she wants to use it <laughs> so that's like kind of the give and the take there yeah. anyways that's the current theory huh. um is that yeah he's back because she wished for him back with a magic stone Ah, uh-huh. i got it yeah yeah that sounds fun right yeah yeah look it's like um, a time stone you just right if anything the movie looked beautiful it did yeah um i think i think the pacing of the edit was really weird to me um the music as much as i did like it it felt much faster than the edit of the trailer like yeah i gave you that bpm of the music was very much like Mm -hmm. higher energy and didn't really kick in until like the last i don't know maybe 15 seconds of the trailer didn't really make sense um and then there's a weird shot at the end where she like kicks off her golden armor's wings, and then the very next shot she has them on again doing the Wonder Woman like cross arms, and that to me was just kind of like why didn't you just not just don't have that shot of her kicking the wings off if she's gonna have the wings on in the next shot right it, just an editor's thing like yeah it you could have found another it. shot to use for yeah. that the movie's been done for four months they delayed this till June of next year it's supposed to come out next week oh wow originally well yeah. why I wonder why. Well, they didn't want to run between Jumanji 3, or I guess technically it's 3, and um, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Because this Fair is a Yeah, WB, they don't want to compete. So yeah, they didn't yeah. want to be Fair against enough. Sony and Disney. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So, um, and especially since Jumanji 2 you know, did so well. Um, I mean, they have very a very good chance of it flopping because of Jumanji and Star Wars. You know? For sure, yeah. 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 Um, and I think, it, I think June's probably a good spot for it. I don't know, though. I mean, you know, people have an... They got two weeks off you got extra time off who couldn't see three movies in, yeah in two weeks right like i do that in yeah one christmas week. bonuses <laughs> gift cards yeah. yeah yeah i know yeah i just i think people are under or overestimating if anything actually the star wars yeah um from what i understand it's actually i think it's selling less than the last two did. i didn't pre-order I, I didn't either i mean i pre-ordered I have, the last one i have no intention of actually going opening weekend which is the first star wars i've ever done that with and that's you know i will probably not be dressing up to go to this one yeah which i usually did that's a bummer that's sad for you yeah 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 um moving right along yeah but <laughs> Speaking of trailers, yeah, Black Widow. This is the one I thought you wanted to talk about the most. Black Widow. Um, that was boring. I know. <laughs> it looks so boring. I know. It looks like it looks like Civil or uh, sorry, uh, Winter Soldier Two. 
uh, not even that. Not not, but like Winter Soldier, like point five. Like it's just like a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just, yeah winter the next Winter week. Soldier light. <laughs> yeah, Winter Soldier light. Um, it, I'm excited because Black Widow's got a movie. Yeah, and we it's get just to the see wrong time the, for it, but, man. But I don't know. This, this should have came out three, four years ago. Yeah, uh, and yeah. that's when the it was peak. Right. Like this is really yeah right either right before Winter Soldier or right after yeah or somewhere in there or make right it after right after Infinity War sure so yeah. this takes place between Civil War and Infinity War yeah but I feel like there's probably going to be some of it that like hints towards Infinity War probably like so they didn't they wouldn't want to spoil like have it actually come out between the two mm-hmm. um, but I think you could have released it between Infinity War and Endgame I think and so. it would have instead of Captain Marvel. And then you actually have maybe Captain Marvel. She her first appearance is in game, right? Yeah, and that would have been epic. And then you have that her movie been. coming afterwards. Yep. Like, yep, seeing better, how it's all played out strategy, now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense to me yeah. um, story wise and and just appeal. Like, this looks it looks boring uh, just because I've seen this already. It feels like you know, uh, and and it's kind of weird too that they're. There are a couple of elements of it where it feels like she's got like superpowers almost. Like she jumps yeah, out of a plane and then the lands ju- just yeah. a superhero landing. And yeah, I'm like, I'm what like, is going mm, on here? We don't have flying capabilities right. here. Yeah. Those, so. yeah, those, yeah. And then um, Hopper from Stranger Things right. has got like some kind of, I don't know what it was. He looked like it was a cross between a Captain America suit and Flash. And yeah, this, like, the suit designs are kind of strange. They feel almost TV-ish instead of... Like they don't really feel on par with the but rest. But I was of, just like Hopper, really. Yeah, I know. I'm playing a Russian character <laughs> yeah, I mean, as well. And uh, so, but okay, here's the thing that I was most excited about this week. It wasn't really a trailer, but it was a commercial. I think it was a commercial. It's a commercial for Apple. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure. All right, I'm, you're killing me with the suspense here. David Leach. Oh, director of John Wick. Yeah, right. This the epic snowball fight. Right, right. It ended up being it was an iPhone. It was an uh, iPhone 11 Pro. 11 promo, right? iPhone 11 Pro commercial. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it was but only, you didn't feel like online. it was a commercial, eh, even though you had the yeah. Apple logo at the end or whatever. And but man, I watched that and I was like, I watched it again and then I watched yeah. it again. It was so good. I mean, it goes back to what you were talking about with like you know thousand dollar cranes and jibs and steady cams and stuff and right um you know making this phone look as best as it possibly can but at the same time it's still a phone i mean they did have they did have wireless devices hooked up to it yeah. so that they could broadcast it to an actual um video land that right. you could with monitors and everything yeah i mean it was a professional oh yeah it production. was as if it was on an airy like that they yeah. were treating it like it was but a they, real thing yeah and but they were using phones yeah. and it was and they there's also on no film school um website they also had another link to the behind the scenes right making yeah. a video which i also watched which if you don't want to go to no film school understandably um it's on the apple's youtube as well yeah um, just go straight to that so yeah it's really good um and i i went back and i watched it probably four or five times it's really good yeah it's fun um the only thing i noticed and it's just the limitation again of just the cell phone it's just like the compression mm-hmm. um, with movements 
and stuff, you see it falling apart there because the phone just can't process that. Right. It's still, it's still not there. It's great for stills and like you know static shots, but as soon as you got a bunch of snow flying through the air, yeah. you start to see just the you know the the artifacting and things like that. Yeah. But gosh, we've come so far though. Yeah, but the choreography mm-hmm. and the blocking and yeah. it was I'm like, oh, it was just it was it yeah. was so well done. It's a really interesting way to kind of highlight a video by <laughs> going so commercial or highlight a phone, sorry, to go so commercial with it in I mean treat it as if you're shooting on the red. Um it's funny because um I, I like when Apple's doing these because the um when when DJI does these um, like promo videos for like their new Mavic or whatever, um, they always are cutting it with like the red footage because they shoot. I think most of their like from the ground footage of people flying and you know like holding the handle or holding the controller and everything on red and um, it, it's always a weird juxtaposition of like obviously DJI footage and then red footage and they're trying to match as much as, much as they can. But at the same time, I'm like, what just just shoot on your stuff yeah and i appreciate that apple's doing that yeah um you know yeah they're shooting all their other stuff on reds and aries or whatever for their commercials but well they're uh, gonna buy red soon anyway yeah probably (laughs) yeah um so it will be them shooting on their stuff yeah sure it'll be their own stuff but i i just wish other companies kind of like believed in their product enough to just be like we're gonna shoot this mavic promo and you know what? We're going to shoot all of the stuff from the ground on an Osmo. Pocket. Pocket. Or yeah. an Osmo um, Pro or whatever has sure. the, the changeable lenses on it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, because that gives you depth of field and everything still. Like, sell your product. Like, right, all yeah. of them. Right, yeah. And then you get to have that little caption at the bottom that says, shot entirely on DJI products. Yes. You know, instead yeah. of being like, gosh, this looks epic because it's shot on the red with the dynamic range and all the stuff. And it's like... Yeah, but my drone footage ain't going to look like that. Right. I mean, without me trying real, real hard and having these epic, you know. So I just, I have to commend Apple for for doing that. As stupid as that kind of sounds. Yeah. um, I think think it's really smart. They're really and they're really and they're really committed to the this iPhone 11 Pro. I mean, they shot all of uh, the the Selena Gomez video. Um, they That's reach right. Out, yeah, they, they reach out to her, and they and and that video alone is what sold my wife on it. She was like, "Have you seen this video?" And yeah. I'm like, "No, not into Selena Gomez." She goes, "No, no." She <laughs> no, goes, no, no. "Watch it on mute." She goes, "No, no, <laughs> it's not about that. It's about the fact that they shot it entirely on an iPhone." I haven't Pro. watched that yet, and I, need, I was I need like, to watch "Wait, it. what?" Yeah. And so I watch, and there's two videos that they did with her that were completely. Oh wow! Okay, Pro I'll have to check them out. So. And it was creatively done. Obviously, yeah. bringing in a professional, you know, production crew, and and it was just like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I want me an eleven now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, um, the last trailer I want to talk about actually dropped today, and uh, luckily we are recording this late, mm-hmm. and by today I mean Monday, and that is the Ghostbusters Afterlife yes. trailer. O M G. Ah. Uh, I'm a pretty big Ghostbusters fan. Yeah, and your outfit we, was fantastic, by the way. My wife and I you, were Ghostbusters yes, for Halloween this year. Yeah, I mean, with the, the proton the packs. Proton and packs and the gun. I mean, yeah. it was... Stitches. It was well Thank done. You. Um, we, went, we went hard on it, um, and I was excited because it was like, oh, yeah, another Ghostbusters movie. Um, 
I will say up top though, I, I never saw that. I think it was 2016. I never saw that one. Um, mm-hmm. It just, it just didn't really appeal to me. I, I do. I really like the original. Two, I watched it. You know, grew up with them. That's nostalgia. I, wa- I watched it, and I think because of that reason, because of the, I mean, it's an iconic classic. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just didn't land well with for me. Yeah, I was like, uh, it know, felt it a felt, little like somebody trying to redo Back to the Future. Yeah, and it, it was forced. Some of it was yeah, forced. Right. I mean, they tried to take a different spin on it a little bit, but it just didn't. I mean, just as a film, I'm like, mm, this is one that you should have left alone. Yeah, like right. but go no. And so, you know, you get that bad aftertaste, like oh you know the sequelitis problem yeah, right, that yeah. mark was talking about and then i seen this earlier this afternoon and i was like what and i know a lot of people are just going to be like it's stranger things with the with a ecto-1 ghostbusters vehicle but uh, it's not it's not it's and not. it looks awesome it looks amazing i'm like Yes. Like visually, I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Visually, it looks incredible. Mm-hmm. The color grade is gorgeous. Like, we're yeah. only on the trailer, and I'm like, this movie looks beautiful. At first, as soon as I saw oh. it, I pinged you. And yeah. I'm like, and it's, did um, you see this? It's Natasha. Gosh, what is her name? Um, Natasha Leonej, I think. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, Natasha Leonette. I'm probably still saying that wrong. But closer. But I'm closer now, at <laughs> least. Um, she's the colorist on this. And, um, it, yeah, it, it looks incredible. It doesn't take place in the city, at least that we know of, which I'm a little bummed about. But at the same time, like, it, no, gives you small a, town. it gives you a lot of colors yeah. to play with, yeah. um, with, like, the wheat fields that they're running through and stuff like that. And um, it just looks... It looks amazing. It, the, Dude, it's this, shot so well. To see the it, Ghostbuster mobile doing yeah, donuts yeah. in the field, which is what every teenage boy has done at some point. Right. You know. And the uh, thing that's kind just of, fantastic. The thing that I'm kind of drawn to with it is so far, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of callbacks and nostalgia on it, sure. But the things that they're kind of drawing attention to are things that were only like lightly hinted at. Yeah. In the original two movies, like uh, the gunner seat that slides out of the side of the car, mm-hmm. um, that that's you know you can see it in the movie, but they never use it, right? And so for them to like kind of be exploring other things as opposed to just kind oh, of yeah. redoing and the same thing again, that was a prominent again. like boom right in your face oh, in my the trailer, and, and like, that oh. scene, yeah, you're just like oh, and then just going through the little first town, falling out, and then you're like, oh, yeah, wait, it's wait. good, oh. it's really good. So I, I went from being you know pretty excited about this because there was an original teaser like a year ago. Oh, I didn't of, know that. Uh, yeah, from it was just like a barn, and then like it started to light up, and then it just a shot of like the Ecto one under the tarp, and that's it. And then it says 2020 on it, and um, mm. I was I was like, oh, this, that's cool. That looks really. It looks looks good already. Like yeah. I already looked good, and then I realized that it's Jason Reitman mm. directing it. Mm-hmm. Who Ivan Reitman um, was his is his dad, and he directed the first two original. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and he's a producer on this one, and um, yeah, I'm just I'm excited to kind of see where they go with this if anything i just i know it's going to be a, a beautiful film like it's already yeah. shot gorgeous and and colored and and 
uh, it, it's just it looks great. I'm super excited for it. I didn't think I would be this excited, and then I saw the trailer. I was like, man, this looks great. This looks awesome. Yeah, so. I'm. I'm. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, getting away from trailers, though, um, talk about kind of what I've been watching. Yeah. Um, what have you been watching? Well, I've been watching The Watchmen. Oh, you have. Yeah. Mm. So, um, like a rewatch? No. HBO has a series uh-huh. called Watchmen, and it's a continuation of. The comic book series, not the movie, mm. which I've got yeah, mixed <laughs> feelings about. Mm. Um, mostly because I think the Zack Snyder movie, um, it gets a lot of things right. I think it's actually really good. It's visually captivating. Um, and the big change in the movie is that instead of a giant squid monster coming out of a, another dimension and landing in the middle of New York... Uh, it's changed to a bunch of like atom bombs going off that have the same like signature atomic signature as Dr. Manhattan, which is the blue guy. Um, so the whole world kind of unites around this idea of Dr. Manhattan being the bad guy. And so it kind of creates this whole world peace thing. And, but whatever that's, that's the short answer to explain it to somebody that has no idea what I'm talking about. Um, probably doesn't make any sense, but, the the HBO show goes off of the comic book, so there's squid stuff in it, and it takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's where it's supposed to take place, which is where I'm from. Yeah. Uh, so it's really weird to see it not look anything like Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, even though it's supposed to be. But it's all shot in Georgia, so I'm watching. It, I'm like, this doesn't this doesn't look like Tulsa, and like because it has green trees right, is the yeah. only thing that makes it kind of look like Tulsa. Um, housing styles are not the same. Right. It's it, George is so East coast looking compared to Tulsa. And it's just really weird that, I mean, I know what, I know why Georgia has tax incentives. And yeah. They Oklahoma have major, has yeah, none. The major tax. Yeah. Incentives. So that's why they didn't do it. Um, but the, a big part of the story is that the Tulsa race rights in 1921, I think, um, which were a real thing and were really bad. And uh, so that's a big part of the story is kind of intertwining with those Tulsa race riots. And so that, that makes sense why they had it there. Um, but overall it's, it's good. Like it's really good. The acting is good. The writing is good. Um, Tim Blake Nelson is in it, who is actually from Tulsa. Um, but he's in it. He's in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And, uh, he's been in a, a million things. Um, but anyways, it's really great. And I think the last episode is this coming weekend. So you can binge it, HBO, after this weekend, just binge it all. Um, but if you don't have any desire to watch Watchmen for you, you yourself, Eric, <laughs> then I don't, don't bother. Um, it, wouldn't make, it wouldn't make any sense at all. Well, is that something you think my, my daughter would get a kick out of? Or not so much? No, no. It's, it's definitely more slow burn, mature, very mature, um, dealing with... A lot of racial things and oh, gotcha. and and violent police violence and stuff like that. Like there's a whole it's oh, a whole so lot that's of current where the time police brutality comment uh, came so from. Subconsciously, maybe yeah, <laughs> that's very possible. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, so it's about to be bingeable. Um, if you have if you liked the comic book and then you didn't really care for the movie, or if you liked the movie and you're like, oh, you know, I wouldn't give it a shot. Like it's it's really good. It's well done. Damon Lindelof, um, who is part of the creators from Lost. Uh, he did this. Mm. He also did another series called um, The Leftovers on HBO, which is great. 
that season or that series is done. So um, I think I had three seasons. Um, go check it out. It's it's really good. Like it's it's one of my favorite shows probably last decade at least for sure. But um, yeah, I I like it. I think it's good. Uh, we'll see if they stick the landing. We'll see where it goes from here yeah. after this. Um, maybe the next season will be a whole new cast of characters in a different location. Who knows? But because um, that seems to be going around lately, you know, like yeah. American Horror Story does that and uh-huh. stuff like that. But um, yeah, we'll see. But what else? What else you've been watching? Um, another Netflix thing, Atypical. So Atypical is a show that's on its, I think, third third season now. Uh, just came out. Um, it follows a family um, with a, a son that has um, autism. Oh, so I I came into this second season though. My wife was watching it because I was I was working. She Is it like a docu series? No, it's it's uh, it's narrative. It's fictional. Okay. Um, but from what I understand, I was you know looking into it, and the first season got ragged on a little bit because it was a little bit like you know oh that's not what autism really is, and kind of you know like people kind of giving it a hard time. So what the the creators and the writers did is they actually hired in autistic writers, autistic actors, oh, wow. real like people that have, you know, um that are living with autism. And the second season is where I jumped in and it's it's really good. Um follows a family that's got their own problems and then it's really funny like the autistic um character uh, I think it's Sam shoot, Sean, Sam Oh my gosh! I just watched two seasons of this. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Anyways, the main character—he's great. He's really funny, dry. His best friend um, that he works with—it's like a Radio Shack kind of electronic store—is—is um, is really out there and weird. And um, the stuff with the other side characters, the sister and the parents, is great. So um, I definitely recommend checking it out. I think you, cool. like you and your, your your daughter would probably get a kick out of it. Yeah, um, I think that's it's a really good show. I hope it gets another season. Um, yeah, I won't spoil the way it ends, even though it's not really a major spoiler or anything like that. It's not that kind of show. But um, the way it wraps up so far, uh, it's been really good. I'm interested to see where they go from there. So that's atypical on Netflix. Uh, well, let's talk about one more thing before we go into The Hunt for Red October. Mm-hmm. And that's probably going to be, it's it's one of my favorite movies of this year. And you got to wow. watch it last night. Oh, yeah. I saw your post, and I'm like, yeah. dang it, I got to watch another thing. <laughs> I know. You watched a lot. I did. I did, dude, yeah. I, I did a part-time job watching stuff yeah, this week. No kidding. <clears throat> um, so, wait. Before you jump into that, yeah. there wasn't anything else that you watched? Like, we're, we haven't mentioned this one pretty significant thing that's been going on the last few weeks. I don't know what you're talking about. Mandalorian? Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pregnant pause. Yeah. Like, eh, it's kind of fallen off the last couple of weeks. <laughs> it's getting worse every week, it seems like. Yeah, I, that's funny. That's ooh, funny. Boy. But um, I know you watched it. Yeah, I, I know you watched yeah, it. We I did too. It. I forgot about it, to be honest. It's Friday morning, know, Friday yeah. all day. I totally forgot. My daughter whips around and goes, hey, Saturday, I, I finally, it dawned on me, and I was like, oh, I, I'm going to catch Saturday it. morning, you didn't, until did. Saturday morning? Oh, my gosh. I watched it Saturday morning. We got morning. home from the party on Friday, and we're like, let's watch Mandalorian, and then crashed immediately. Um, man, I don't know if I want to talk about it. 
You don't have to. Yeah, I mean, we we should because we we talked <laughs> I mean, about the first the, three just, with just the such tag. like we talked about the first three with such like promise enthusiasm, and enthusiasm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then episode four happened, and it was kind of eh, eh, whatever. It's fine. They didn't. Nothing really happened. That's okay. The side actors were pretty cardboard. That's all right. And then uh, this one happens, and uh, holy nostalgia, Batman. <laughs> uh, it, all it was was just a bunch of callbacks to Tatooine and fan service, and oh yeah, they go to Mos Eisley. Yeah, of course, you know um, it's like oh oh yeah, spoilers for Mandalorian. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> um, whatever, it, it, it's not done well. It's pretty hand fisted, and I wish I wish it would have just been they go to Tatooine, they go to Mos Eisley, and it stops at the robots running most eisley because to me like that's enough of like a oh my gosh that's so clever because in a new hope robots droids aren't allowed in most eisley yeah the cantina right and now they're running the cantina right and it's barren no one's there mm-hmm. like it's empty uh yeah. all of tatooine the the problem i had with the episode was it felt so it felt really small mm-hmm. um like Tatooine felt small. Most yeah. Eisley felt right. really small, even though they kind of show it in the distance. But then you never see anything more right. than like eight sets of walls. Um, you know, the cantina being one, and then this little dock area where he parks his ship. Well, and then you do get that 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 uh, street scene, like as he walks in. Yeah, but it still felt like they only yeah. had that twenty feet of the street. Right. Yeah, and this goes back to when I was talking about with the Scorpion King. Um, you know, in our, in our, um, from the bin was it, the sets in that movie never felt like they were any bigger, bigger than what we saw on camera because they right. probably weren't because of budget. Right. Um, this, mo- this show is supposed to be like 10 or $15 million an episode. Really? And I'm not seeing it. Yeah. I didn't, it didn't feel that way. No. For this one for sure. This and one, not at all. I think what bothered me the most was the storyline. The yeah. storyline just didn't sit it didn't uh, i'm like mm, it wasn't believable no the 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 new bounty you know the guy who's trying to get into the guild right uh i mean his like i just it he didn't sell it like his in, in the, in the mandalorian yeah. the mandalorian went along with it which that that i was like wait what yeah he, like i mandalorian to me would be like nope not you know i got more important things to do with my time right and i can find money other ways like it just seemed really strange that as soon as he's gotten his armor he's kind of become this like kind of bumbling idiot (laughs) um i mean i'm being a little extreme here but yeah it's just he's getting double crossed real easy Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know it's just it feels yeah. strange. It feels like they've totally done a 180 on where we started, and now they're in, like, sitcom, not sitcom, but, like, um, you know, like, standard TV tropey. Uh, it doesn't feel like the quality I was expecting. Right. And um, some of the speeder bike stuff looked really bad. Uh, it looked really dated um, CG, which is where I'm like, where is this $15 million yeah. an episode going? Um, <laughs> Dude, Zach King did this did this funny video of of him, like, uh, 
a Harry riding a Harry Potter broom around his cul-de-sac. Yeah. And the effects on his video looked better. Ouch. That's rough. And and and, and I mean to Zach King's credit, he's really great. He's yeah, a really he's, great he's editor. To do one thing yeah. as opposed to yeah, yeah. sure. And so um it's not a it it's really more kind of a slam on Mandalorian that you, you yeah, you know, it's like no, dude. But the thing that was weird is you know we, I'm, I'm bringing it up again, but you know from the bin we did for Scorpion King, I was talking about how much riding shots there are, horse riding shots, like, mm-hmm. and there's a ton, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a bunch of those. Uh, what do they call them? The speeder bikes. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of those in this mm-hmm. to just fill time, right? And I'm like, what is this? Isn't this isn't progressing? story this isn't making me feel like they traveled far away to get you know what i mean it like it doesn't it didn't work if that was their intent was to show like a distance traveled like they failed terribly yeah um yeah this is it's fallen off man and i'm bummed because i I had it like it reinvigorated me it did into the star wars everything and now i'm like uh gosh dang it man like I just I want it to be so much more, and it's not hitting it. And um, Dave Filoni did this this last episode, I believe, and um, he did the first one, and I thought they, the first one was so good, and I was like I was excited because he's the Clone Wars guy. I was like excited to see more from him, and now I'm like, oh, this feels like an early season Clone Wars episode where it's just filler and nothing's happening, and yeah, no no real outcome, and I, I don't I don't. <sighs> I don't care who the mystery person is at the end that goes and picks up. Um, I think Ming is her first name or, or her last name. Uh, the actress, she's from Agents of Shield, right? And um, she's also the voice of the of Mulan, the animated one. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that for a while. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't care. You know, like it's, it's not being properly set up. You should have been setting that up the last two episodes if you're going to have that reveal as opposed to. I don't know, maybe, and maybe they have. Maybe it's just Carl Weathers and they just didn't show him because they wanted, you know, some, who who is this shot? I don't know. It's just, it's it's falling apart for me um, and I'm bummed about it. But yeah, and Star Wars is just around the corner. I know. It's and like. Yeah, you guys really. You had a great opportunity to continue to yeah. to, to re- reestablish right. that that faith in, in the. And you did. And then, yeah, and then few. you promptly reminded us that Star Wars can be bad again, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It, well, that's you know, it's funny because three seems to be the magic number, right? <laughs> yeah, they had three four, good five, ones. six, yeah, really good, and then one, two, three, uh, not so good, right? And then seven was all right, pretty good. Yeah, seven's okay, and then eight was uh, so. Let's yeah. see, what, let's see what episode eight does. Or uh, episode Nine. seven, sorry, episode seven of of, oh, of of Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Maybe episode seven's gonna be really good. Right. Episode six will be the last stinker. I don't know. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> I'm bummed because this whole this the show's done. Like, it's, there's no fixing it. The show's been shot. Like, it, if whatever they have is what they have. Like, whatever they have in the can is is it. So, uh, yeah, I'm bummed. I, I talked about this a lot longer than I wanted to, but um, so let's talk about the other movie, um, which is a bit of a bummer as well, but so powerful. And speaking of star Wars, the, uh, 
the Kylo Ren versus Black Widow right? movie. Yeah. Um, with I believe the kid is actually the kid that plays Danny in uh, Doctor Sleep that just came out as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I think it's the same kid. Um, but uh, of course, I'm talking about Marriage Story. If you if you don't know, so Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, and um, this movie, is, I I didn't. I didn't really know what it was about. I knew it was about a family. I mean, obviously it's called marriage story, so it's going to be about a marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but going into it, I, I didn't really know what to expect exactly. And, um, I got exactly, I got exactly what I wanted. Um, it's, it's, it's heavy and it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's deep yep. and it's emotional. And Adam driver is incredible. Dude, Adam driver blew my mind oh he's so good in it blue like yeah. i was like like i seriously jumped back yeah in my seat a few times with just the like really feeling the emotion that he was delivering and it was it was amazing i'm really glad that he didn't get stuck in like a star wars rut like being kind of typecast as a villain or like a, a you know like an actiony guy or something because I feel like um, uh, gosh I can't think of her name right now but the girl that plays Ray um, and then um, uh, J- John John Boyega mm-hmm. haven't really been able to get out of like roles that are similar to Star Wars. I mean, uh, Daisy Ridley. There we go. Daisy Ridley had, um, she was in uh, Murder on the Orient Express, Mm -hmm. which is, to me, it's like, it's a period piece. It's still not quite leaving, you know, the, I don't know. Um, But Adam Driver's been in a ton of films that have stretched him and been very, very different than the Star Wars movie. Um, Did you ever see uh, Logan Lucky? Uh, I don't think so. So it's Daniel Craig, um, Adam Driver, and uh, gosh, who's the who's the guy? Magic Mike. Didn't see that. Oh, I haven't either. But um, the, the main <laughs> guy, and he was in uh, he was in Kingsman two for like a second. Uh, Colin Firth. No, the the in the dance movie Step Up. That guy. Why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, he was in 21 Jump Street, the movie, with Jonah Hill. I can remember everybody else's name, apparently. Anyways, uh, if you're screaming at me, uh, thank you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, this this is, Logan's Lucky is really good. You should check that out. It's like a heist movie, too. Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum, thank you. Um, <laughs> Logan Lucky, though, is, is really good. It's like a heist movie, and I think... Kentucky or no Daytona during the Daytona 500 or something. I can't remember. Anyways, it's awesome. Daniel Craig has like, Oh, he has an, he has an accent in that too. That's very similar to knives out. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Anyways, Logan's lucky. is really good. It's um, Steven Soderbergh. Um, so it's great. Ocean's 11. Yep. Um, yep. Stuff like that. But um, this movie though, like Scarlett Johansson's great in it yeah. too. All of the side cast is great yeah. in it. Um, it's it's got to be one of the most realistic depictions of divorce, mm. probably. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way that it kind of goes about once it starts to actually going about. Right. Um, 
you know, a story is about a couple that um, they realize that they're kind of at the end of their relationship, even though they still very much care about each other. They're just like, they're not, they're not connecting anymore on that super personal level. And it's more about like the, the sadness that is in realization of that as opposed to just like, Oh, you're sad that, you know, a couple broke up. It's kind of like going through that journey with these people of like what happens when you finally have to move on and what happens when you realize that you have moved on and then what, what do you do when one person in the, in the, of the couple gets some pretty terrible advice to go and seek a lawyer and then what happens when you have to fight back with your own lawyer and oh yeah it's, i mean yeah. it's 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 crazy and yeah it um, escalates and yeah. um it's all very like nasty it, in the yeah, way that it escalation is it's very it much crazy. It, yeah. it does not make uh, uh divorced lawyers look very good that's for sure well and they're not i mean nothing against them personally but that's that they were depicted i think pretty well yeah in this you especially know, if it wasn't like california divorce uh, lawyers dude, too yeah. i roll yes 100 <laughs> percent. i mean the thing that kept standing out to me as somebody who grew up in la and has been to the east coast in new york specifically a number of times yeah the thing that they kept bringing up when they in during the fighting you know was like well you know she was from there she wanted to move back she was doing this and her family that and and this that and the other thing and the, and the one thing that they kept bringing up was space right space but the space <laughs> it's like, like i get it i understand that but the the argument sounds so shallow. Oh yeah, and it's it, it's such a glaring, um, kind of reflection of looking in the mirror to some degree, because I'm sure a number of years ago I probably would have said the same thing. Mm. I would have said the same argument, and I'm like, that's the it's it's very shallow. Sure. And it's very reflective of California being very shallow. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, I mean, this movie's dark. It's um, it's dark in a way because it depicts, like you said, just the ugly side of what yeah. divorce p- goes and what you go through emotionally. Right, but. It's not visually dark at all. It no, almost exclusively no, it, it, takes place during the day. Yeah, it's and it's bright. Even the Halloween parts are and, still light you know, out. Yeah. It's got this contrast in the feel of right. the film, and then and yet the context mm-hmm. context of the story. But man, we don't usually talk about actors and their delivery because we're usually focused on everything behind the line. Yeah, but man, did Scarlett and Adam deliver a, an amazing amazing believable i mean i was totally sucked into how they were feeling um you know for me when i'm watching a movie if if the behind the line fades away yeah then i know it's good right and this totally did that for me yeah same and you know and i had no expectations i saw your post and i'm like oh I, i guess i gotta go watch this and um 
and it was it's good it's a good lesson to to go this is what divorce is like and you know it's like you don't i mean relationships are hard it's hard to it's hard to be married it's you know you're making sacrifices and i think a lot of times people go into marriage thinking that marriage is is kind of like how disney depicts it like yeah, it's right. you know uh, happily ever after and the whole point of marriage is to make you happy and really that's not the point of it you know and i i think that we can make sacrifices for one another um and i think that's where that's where adam's character failed is you know right he got very focused um they were doing this thing together and it was working and he, he had was, a lot of assumptions was, and, yeah and and, and he, you know, a lot of the accolades were coming along right. with that. And, the, you know, they were building this theater company and his career is progressing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, she's making these subtle and maybe not so subtle in some cases, suggestions or discussions about, you know, doing something different. And, you know, it was like, it's a good lesson in taking the hint. Yeah. <laughs> Take the yeah. hint. And, make, listen, and listening. Make the sacrifice, right. listen, and, Yeah, I mean, know. there's there's a lot of the story that's just about, like, him not reading enough into what her, you know, her needs were or what she's talking about. And um, it it's interesting because it's a movie that um, you don't really, you aren't really able to choose sides on. Yeah. Because there's certain times where you're like, oh man, he's really getting the the you know the bad end of the deal here, yep. and then you switch it over and you're like, oh oh, all right, well she was kind of getting the bad end of the deal there too, right? And yeah, it kind of you know I don't want to say like evens out at the end, but you you understand like they both they were both at fault, yep, like they both had issues yep. here, they both had things yeah. going on, they both had different um, you know wants, yeah, and, and you're rooting for one at one point, yeah. and you're rooting for the other, and then right. you're back to rooting for the other one, and you're like, yeah. oh man, that w- it's oh, what yeah. a ride. And uh, I watched yeah. this movie um, pretty late at night, and I just it, I couldn't like it just kept me up like watching it, like I I didn't get tired while I was watching it, I was still kind of like amped, like you know, an hour or so afterwards, and. Um, movies don't do that for me much anymore. And it was just something that reminded me of like how much I love like character pieces that it's just like, it's just, you're just letting the actors breathe and live in these moments and, um, just letting them act and letting that power and that, that emotion actually come through and, you know, who knows, like, what they actually r- reached into themselves to pull out to actually, right. you know, get those those moments across. Especially, there's one scene um, in, uh, the, in in the apartment. It's just them two, and, like, they're wanting to talk talk it through so that they don't have to deal with the lawyers. And, um, gosh, man, that scene is, it's, it's so heavy, and uh, it's so well done. And it's immediately, like, it's so realistic yeah and like the way that things are said to each other and the way that it just progresses and explodes and um and then it the escalates media, yeah right and then the media realization of like i didn't actually mean it I, like i didn't i said that because i was just it was passionate in that moment and you know then the other person being like yeah i know i, I said some things too and like you know, that to me it was so is so grounded in realism mm-hmm. that it, it wasn't that Hollywood trope of like, 
I'm going to say something mean to you. And then you're just going to walk out the door without us talking it through. It's like, no, then they talked it through and then they had, you know, a cry out and all this stuff. And it's like, it's so, it's so good. And, uh, Noah Baumbach, um, directed this. And the last movie I saw from him was gosh, uh, Greenberg with Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. That was like 2011. Uh, it was a long time ago. And, uh, he's very much kind of like that slice of life director. Like it's just kind of normal people doing things. Um, I think they used to call it like mumble core movies. Mm. Um, I think it was the terminology they used to use, but um, I guess he went through a divorce. He wrote this movie and directed this movie as well. And um, it shows that like he had a very clear vision of how he wanted this to be portrayed and, and yeah. all of that. And um, the, the super interesting like technical side of this movie to me is that it's shot in an interesting aspect ratio. I don't know if you notice when you're watching it that it's there's little bitty black bars on the sides. Oh, I and so it's actually shot in 166 to one. So it's just a little bit cramped compared to a 16 by nine. Um, aspect ratio so it doesn't quite fill your whole tv and um there are certain moments where the way that people are framed in the shot and then you see those blacks black bars on the side of the screen it plays into your subconscious of the claustrophobic and the uncomfortable mm, uh, mm-hmm. being closed in and it worked really well for me more so than like the the straight up four by three that's like yeah. clearly yeah a box um i don't know why but this this one worked it worked so much better for me than um like ghost story or lighthouse or whatever um using just four by three and um i i thought it was a really great and smart in in such a like this is what a director should be doing is yeah. making these kind of ideas yeah. and these calls and and everything like that and uh yeah i can't recommend it anymore like it's it's one of the best netflix things ever yeah um, it's good and bad i think yeah you know um it's it's good in that if you your takeaway is um i mean on a couple of fronts obviously the the way that it's the storytelling is really good the acting's really good um the way it's shot you know there were some very very good choices that were made 35 millimeter film also yeah um which i think helps because you have that gritty the analog yeah and the other aspect of it is good is that you know like if you're if you're married or you're in a relationship like hey take a step back and evaluate you know where are you at how are you doing and um get help if you need it you know yeah Um, the bad part is is that if if you're not in a good spot and you're not getting help, this isn't going to help. Th- th- this could yeah. definitely, you know, fan some or add some fuel to a fire that, right. you know, and I, I think it does a great job of illustrating just how painful, wh- you know, what a divorce would like, you know, how it feels. Obviously, Noah have having experienced that could tell that story in a very real way. Um, and just, the the one part about it that I think is not um, very uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, the one part about it that's not very common is the fact that they 
the family unit still is right is retained yeah and it's still close close enough to be able to still come into the house after the divorce which and, my experience with friends that have gone right. through that it is not that at all it yeah. is there's a lot of deep-rooted bitterness and division and you know it just destroys and so um watch watch it cautiously mm-hmm. <laughs> if uh, you know if you're not in the right mental or emotional state with your relationship um I might not recommend it. No, no, yeah. But from a from a film making standpoint, storytelling standpoint, and acting, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's a powerhouse. Um, one of my favorites of the year for sure. And uh, I can't wait to see more more things like this. This is this is the kind of movies that are right up my alley that I love to see. You know, um, the the low to no budget. Yeah, dramas. Um, this is the kind of stuff that. You know, uh, back when I was in film school and I would I would get Netflix DVDs um, still when they were, I think they might still do those now, but, um, you know, I'd rent DVDs and I would rent all the, you know, a bunch of classics and stuff and Streetcar Named Desire, you know, yeah. like a bunch of th- movies like that that aren't, they're not, uh, you know, Ben Hur, they're not aliens, they're not, you know, right. they're smaller character pieces and, um, you know, Sis and Kane stuff like that yep. you know i mean that's yep. a little bit of a bigger one but in scale but um i just i love that stuff and it's the those kind of things that i just like i f- i fell in love with movies with like jurassic park and stuff yeah but i fell in love with cinema with those character driven films yeah and i yep. think there's a ton of them you know the french do it a lot of the foreign blows and um you know and stuff like that like there's just uh, man, yeah, I, I think it 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 harkens back to classic. It felt it felt like it felt really kind of seventies almost seventies. Mm-hmm. You know, um, character driven pieces. Uh, you could have seen it done by a Scorsese or sure, um, De, yeah. De Palma or yep. something. You know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's I think it's great. So go go check it out. It's on Netflix. Like just go watch it. Like, yeah, it's it's right there. So push play. Yeah. Well, Eric, that about does it, man. Uh, You want to close out the show for us? Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And we appreciate your patronage. Um, And your subscribing. Is subscribing a thing? Yeah, subscribe. It it is? Check us out. We are on every streaming platform. If you want to watch us, listen to us. If you want to listen to us on something else, uh, we're on it. Yeah. Yeah. So please subscribe and leave leave a little review. Yeah. Let's get some reviews going. Uh, we're going to probably, yeah, probably. We're going to definitely give out a couple of movie tickets to uh, a, a random review we're that we trying. chose. We're trying. We're trying. Hey, yeah. we're trying to give w- stuff away. So, I mean, help Help us, us help, help you. you. <laughs> get those free movie tickets. Holiday season is upon us. Yes. Wouldn't it be great to take someone that you love And we won't even tolerate. throw in some popcorn. I mean. Okay, we don't have that kind of budget. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding you'll get a small popcorn no we'll send them a uh, orville redbacher <laughs> microwave one in oh, the mail no no you, you know what we'll give we him one of the say out we'll give him one of the stovetop ones <laughs> well, yeah that, that's yeah, even yeah. more work yeah you gotta sit there and wait for it oh my gosh yeah so we'll give you a stovetop <laughs> redbacher's yeah. uh oh my gosh popcorn and then uh two movie tickets we'll draw randomly so leave a review and uh, just let us know what you think about the show. Even even if it's a bad review, we're still going to 
give you movie tickets. Yeah. Like we're just going to pick yeah. randomly. We like honesty and integrity around here. We do. So, yeah. Eric, where can they find us online? Well, they can find us on Twitter at the Easy Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at the Easy Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at the Easy Podcast Show. You can find Zach on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Abbott. You can find me at well, you're just going to rub your beard all I over that. It it's, it's a mono. It's a mono. I can cut it out. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry I'm talking about and it's it, like, Eric. Don't even, Eric. That's just my beard, Eric. Don't even worry about it, The mic screen is not your beard brush. It feels real good, though. <laughs> we should probably label this one. I think this one's mine now. Mm-hmm. Feels pretty good. Yeah, except the windscreen's not labeled. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. At <laughs> Somebody needs some food or something or some sleep. <laughs> I'm pretty sleepy. Zach's punchy. I'm pretty sleepy. So if you hear random noises, Try to ignore them best you can. This isn't an ASMR podcast, but it's rapidly degraded into that. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Eric Thurston. And if you have any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns, those all can be sent to Zach at the Easy Podcast Show at gmail.com. That does it for us, guys. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time. That's our new theme song. Oh no. Yep. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye now. Bye. <laughs>